Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. Story here from CNN. Zay Awadia was the girl next door who would get lost in a good book, took quiet hikes in nature, preferred being alone in a room to socializing at another teenage party. And with her determined spirit and independent avenue attitude, the 16-year-old student at North High School in Wichita was on track to graduate early, pursue a career in dermatology. But suddenly, in October, she felt herself gasping for air with each passing day. She had more difficulty breathing. Her body weakened. Her lungs started to fail. No one knew why. In November, the otherwise healthy teen was placed on life support in the pediatric intensive care unit at Children's Mercy Hospital in Kansas City. Now, more than 130 days later... Zay's determination and independence have helped her achieve something only a few patients before her could. She has walked while she is on life support. So that's one of the earlier stories about Zay. And there were many, many stories about um, Zay that attracted international attention. Sadly, she passed away shortly before her 17th birthday, Scott. But not before... CNN Health featured her story. And that's where we bring in our two local heroes, Drs. Jenna Miller and Dr. Jennifer Goldman with Children's Mercy that thought, now, wait a minute, we're starting to hear that there are other cases like Zay who was treated at Children's Mercy around the country. And what does this mean and why are 
perfectly healthy children getting sick and in some cases dying. We have both doctors on the line, but we can only talk to one at a time. They won't be able to hear each other, so we'll start with Dr. Jenna Miller. Hello, Dr. Miller. I was so happy to see your name in my inbox today because as sad as we all are that Zay passed away, can you kind of help explain how your role and Dr. Goldman's role really, I'm telling you, are saving children, I believe, around the world over something as simple as Bactrim, one of the most heavily prescribed antibiotics out there? Well, thanks, Dana, for having us back on your show. It's been several years since we were there talking about Zay uh, with her mom, actually. And yes, it's been several years since she died. Um, But we're here today because there was new guidelines put out by the American Academy of Dermatology. And the way that we got to those new guidelines took these past five years. So what happened since we were chatting? Zay sparked the first five adolescents for us to review, and that was published in 2019 in Pediatrics. After that, we started finding other young adults and other children who had similar stories of really severe lung failure after taking this antibiotic called Bactrim, which I'm going to share the generic name because it's all the forms of this, but Please. it's a mouthful, so trimethoprim sulfamethoxazole. Okay. And so I am going to say Bactrim because it's much easier to say, but it is all forms of that drug. And after we published that uh, series in 2019, as I said, we found more young adults and children. And so in 2020, we published 19 of those patients and included a new pathology association. So this is novel findings that we see under the microscope uh, in association with our colleagues at Massachusetts General in Boston. And since then, we've continued to find more patients. And the third part to our uh, definition for this disease now is a genomic link. So we found a gene link that we published last year. Children's Mercy Genomic Center is also world renowned in their genomic studies. And so now we have three pieces to this puzzle that go together to help us define this disease process. One of the things I want to ask you real quick, Dr. Miller, Mm because I was barking about this in the beginning when I first heard about Zay and then the 19 other patients that you discovered. Why does it take five years to really start sounding the alarm in a concrete, meaningful way? I remember saying to you five years ago, can't we just start calling pediatricians everywhere and telling them to stop giving Bactrim to children? I'm allergic to it, so I know what Bactrim is. But I think, Mm -hmm. you know, in, in, in a lot of these cases where the kids got very sick or died, they were being treated for silly things like acne or bladder infections. I mean, you know, they weren't Mm -hmm. sick and then they ended up horrifyingly sick or dying. Correct. In medicine, it takes so long to find rare reactions like this. So all of the patients we found have been found uh, using media stories like this, social media sharing, word of mouth, and then now through our publications. And so that is really how this is happening and why it takes so long. It also takes so long because we have to read through thousands of medical records for each of these patients and to even obtain medical records, I don't know if you know, but can be a months long process. So for each patient we hear about, which uh, right now we actually have 24 patients included, wow. we have to go through a very long months long process just to include each one of those. So today I just want to recap everyone, the American Academy of Dermatology updated its acne treatment guidelines. This is for pimples, people, discouraging the use of Bactrim. 
that that is a huge big deal because now everyone in dermatology will get this bulletin for lack of a better word saying let's look at other options because there are some kids getting sick do the kids have to have the gene to get sick how, how is it that you have figured out what makes them susceptible to such horrifying illness and or death that's a really good question and I don't think we fully have the answer for that. And I would say Dr. Goldman is really great at answering um, some of these HLA questions. However, uh, of the patients we have tested, every single one of them has had this genomic link. So why that is, we don't know yet. And we're in further investigation right now with our genomic center and with other institutions to try to figure out why it is that these patients have those HLA markers and, and, and kind of work backwards from there to see if we can figure out what sorts of abnormalities travel on those genes that could help us figure out why this happens but, to these patients. But you could test them, could you not, doctor, for that gene before prescribing this medicine, right? That's a really interesting question, too. So this gene uh, testing is really only performed in patients who are about to undergo transplant. So it's incredibly specialized testing that's really only available at um, you know tertiary centers or centers right. that do transplants. So it's not readily available. To you're people. you're, you're and, basically, doctor, not going to go in for a bladder infection or acne and and get genome testing. So basically, correct. what what yes. this is saying is stop giving Bactrim to kids until we can figure this out for things like acne. Am I right? Well, certainly for acne, we definitely discourage this because there's a lot of other options. And if you look at the insert for Bactrim, it doesn't say acne on there as an indication. So um, it, it is. It is definitely one of the things we would discourage its use from, and in, even in other infections, skin and soft tissue infections, UTIs, um, you know, is there something else that is better or, or more maybe targets the bug that they have in a more direct way? Are there only adverse effects, sometimes even, dare I say, fatal effects in children, or does this affect adults as well? We have found adults up to the age of 30 right now. Uh, the older adults get, obviously, as we know, the more complications they have from other disease processes. So it makes it a little bit tougher to discern if an illness was solely due to a person taking Bactrim. So with younger people and children, it's a little easier because they're more likely to be otherwise healthy. Yeah. Um, so, so it's possible it happens to all of us at all ages, but it's... Uh, only been easiest to tell in the younger uh, patients and children. Dr. Miller, you know that I am in awe of both of you. We're going to bring in Dr. Goldman here in just a moment to talk a little bit about the research side of things. And then we're going to blast this on social media as well so that all of the physicians in our listening audience will hopefully hear this and pass it on. Thank you so much for your time. And we'll come back with Dr. Goldman straight ahead. Stick with us. You're listening to Dana and Parks. Hey, don't forget, every Friday at 5 o'clock, and last week we did Gratitudes for obvious reasons, but this week we're back to Festivus Friday, the airing of the grievances every Friday afternoon at 5 o'clock. We are thrilled to have both um, Drs. Jenna Miller and Dr. Jen Goldman, who we're going to get to now with Children's Mercy, to kind of explain this really um, landmark day when it comes to getting the information out to healthcare providers that they have discovered over years of very hard work at Children's Mercy that in certain patients, the very highly prescribed Bactrim and all of its equivalents can lead to very serious illness and death in our young people for silly things like acne, 
and bladder infections. And Dr. Goldman, welcome. You are the pediatric infectious disease physician for Children's Mercy. I laughed earlier. Dr. Miller said, said to Sam, he said, what's your title? And she goes, doctor. <laughs> <laughs> what's your title? <laughs> Do- Sorry. Doctor. Oh, I cracked up. I go, oh, they're, they're way bigger than that. Oh, it's good to talk to you guys. I'm so happy to hear your voice. Hey, can you remind us of the 24 patients, most of them young people? Zay was sadly one of the deaths that really um, kicked off all of this research. Were there other deaths in that group of 24? I remember a young man who lost his life. Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. And this actually has a really high death rate from the 24 cases we're aware of so far. 11 have died. Mm. So is it fair to say... Blanket, stop prescribing Bactrim to our young people. Are we there yet? And if not, why are we not there yet? No, we're not there yet. And as an infectious disease, you know, physician, I do use this medication when I need to. Um, You know, millions of doses of Bactrim are prescribed every year in the United States. And we've seen very few cases of this severe reaction. And we sometimes just don't have any other options. But I think, as you know, you've highlighted really well, in cases where you don't need to use it, don't use it. In cases where you need to use it, like to prevent infections in patients who don't have a normal immune system because they've gotten transplants or things like that, or they have a bacteria that we need to treat with this antibiotic, then we got to use it. But we use it um, you know, safely. And just like we know, we knew for years Bactrim could cause skin rashes, really bad rashes that could be life-threatening too. We warn families when we prescribe that antibiotic, hey, if you develop a rash, you need to stop taking this medication and call your doctor right away. Now we're finally getting the word out that, hey, if you're taking this antibiotic and you start to have, you know, lung problems, you start coughing, have difficulty breathing, you need to stop taking this medication right away, and doctors need to be thinking that they could be the antibiotic. Dr. Goldman from the text line, will Bactrim affect adults if they have the same genetics? Yeah, so, yes. I mean, we think so. We don't think that this is only in kids. We think it has been so striking because kids are healthy, right? And so when all of a sudden a healthy kid ends up on life support and we can't find an explanation, that is really what kicked off our investigation. But we we have gotten some referrals, you know, of adult cases. We've included some younger, healthy adults in our series so far. And we think as we continue to investigate this, we're going to see you know, people outside of just kids being affected too. Dr. Goldman, if in fact there are health providers listening and God forbid they they give their patient Bactrim for let's say acne and then two days later the patient is having trouble breathing and it starts going downhill, can this be reversed if the providers are educated about what could go wrong with this drug? Oh, David, that's such a good question and that's why we're trying to get the word out. Yes, I mean... The biggest thing is to just know that this that this drug can cause this very rare reaction because then if someone would develop those symptoms where they're taking the medication, they need the medication, and then all of a sudden it's usually about a week to 10 days into taking the, the antibiotic, if they start developing difficulty breathing, um, you know, just not feeling well at all, need to go to the hospital because they are coughing a lot, 
absolutely, you know, that antibiotic should be stopped. And uh, as you can, you know, tell by the numbers, although this is a very severe um, disease, people have also survived it. And so by stopping the medication, that that's the one thing we know that you can absolutely do. Doctor, I, I sometimes laugh, and I know this is not a laughing matter. When I, when I watch these um, pharmaceutical commercials on TV where they say, don't take Bactrim if you're allergic to Bactrim. Right. How am I supposed to know if Bactrim is going to create an adverse effect in me until or unless I it take does, it? It does, right. Yeah, it's such a great question. I mean, so that's the exciting step that we're doing right now and that we're working, as uh, Dr. Miller mentioned, we're working with our genome center here, and we're really trying to understand and predict who's at risk. Because as you can imagine, again, millions of people safely take Bactrim every year. And we currently know, you know, of less than 50 cases that have had this horrible reaction. So it really is like a needle in a haystack. But we've gotten some really good clues um, of what potentially could be at least putting some patients at risk. And so now that's where we really kind of delve into the science and work together to try to understand, you know, who is at risk and who potentially could we screen after they're taking, you know, their prescribed Bactrim. Is there something that we could screen for to be like, hey, you need to not take that drug. Right. You're at risk for it. And that's our goal. That's our long term goal. And then, Dr. Goldman, do the siblings of the children who were affected have the gene? Have you gotten that far yet to know that this is familial? Yeah, it's a great question. We don't know that okay. yet. Okay. Um, I want to thank you. I want to thank Dr. Miller. And I know she cannot listen in right now. I'll send you both the podcast for all of your continued work. I really do think, um, and we're going to do what we can to help get the word out mm -hmm. that, that you are helping save young lives. And I appreciate your work more than you know. Well, we appreciate both of you. Thanks so much. Right. Be safe. Be well. That's Dr. Jen Goldman uh, with Children's Mercy Hospital. Jenna Miller, Dr. Jenna Miller joining her. Uh, just part keep in mind, these are just the cases they know about. And one of the things that I did a podcast on this with them uh, several years ago, there are probably hospitalists that have never heard about this or someone who works in an ER that's like, oh, my God, didn't we have a kid like six years ago that just came in perfectly healthy and their lungs just shut down and we don't know why? <laughs> so 24 is seems like a small number. Those are just the cases they've uncovered. Um, and we'll post the podcast and all of the other supplemental information on all of our social media channels. Telephone number here is 913-586-7798-586-7798. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, you guys got to follow me here. This is a little convoluted. But opening statements began today in the trial of three men who are charged in an alleged conspiracy to sell nearly 100 stolen pages of Don Henley's handwritten notes and lyrics for the landmark album Hotel California. So Life in the Fast Lane, New Kid in Town, all of that would be included. Hotel California. All songs that he's sang, I believe. Uh, Glenn Horowitz, Craig Inchiardi, and Edward Kaczynski are charged with conspiracy in the case. They've all pleaded Wait, not guilty. Wait, his name is Ted Kaczynski? I'm Ed, sorry. Ed Kaczynski. Focus. That's unfortunate. <laughs> Missing a T. According to the indictment, the suspects possessed the stolen notes that included lyrics to hit songs like Hotel California, Life in the Fast Lane, and yes, new kid in town. Despite knowing that the materials were stolen, okay. the defendants allegedly attempted to sell the manuscripts, manufactured false providence, and lied to auction houses, potential buyers, and law enforcement about where they got it. Okay, but wait. The manuscripts were originally stolen in the late 1970s. Not okay. Okay, someone went in and said, Don Henley, look that way. I'm going to steal your stuff. Not okay in the 1970s that someone did that. And it was stolen by an author who had been hired to write a biography for the Eagles. So it, it starts out stolen. But then the biographer turns around many, 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 many decades later. By that, you mean four decades yep, later. And sells the manuscripts to Horowitz, a rare books dealer, who then turns around and flips it for a profit and sells it to the other two dingalings. In Kiardi and Kaczynski. So, are they all thieves? Because to me, the first thief in 1970 is the thief. That is the thieving Don Henley manuscript stealer thief guy in 1970. I agree with you on that. But if he then calls me up and says, hey, I got something. You want this for $500? Would rather not talk about where I got it, but uh, here you go. These are the original notes to Life in the Fast Lane. And then I buy that, and then I turn around and go, God, i got to put my kids through college now. So, Scott, hey, I know you're an Eagles fan. Uh, why don't you give me $10,000, and you can have this? And you go, okay. Mm -hmm. They're all on trial? All three of them are on trial, yes. The, the ones who bought it decades after the fact Ooh. are on trial for buying Ooh. it decades after the fact. And I'm not sure how I feel about this. 
Now, Don Henley himself apparently reached out to these three dinglings at some point and said, those are my notes. They were stolen from me. Give them back. Now, but wouldn't you naturally, if you were the third, second or third buyer. Be like, look, talk to the first guy. Yeah. Uh, take take me to court, Don. Well, but, no, but you I, would say, I, I think I've got these fair and square. Obviously, they're your notes. That's why I paid so much for them. Mm-hmm. And I I bought them what I thought was fair and square. So if you want them back, you got to okay. take me to court. Let's make this about stolen World War II art. Okay. I unknowingly. Really? comparing this to the Nazis? No, I'm not comparing this to the Nazis of the Holocaust. <laughs> but about to say that in your me ear. here. And Ted is the same thing as Ed, by the way. And I let that slide. And I shouldn't have. But follow me here. I unknowingly buy a piece of art from a museum. And it turns out that generations ago that was stolen from somebody during the Holocaust. Okay. They will come and take that right off my wall. Well, that, And you that, are probably out $5 million. Well, that may be true, but I want my money for it. I'm not even sure they've got to pay you for it. Well, I, I'm sorry that I bought stolen art. I thought it was legit. So, so what I'm saying is I don't think they're going to pay you for it, but I also don't necessarily think you should go to prison depending on who you bought that from. Well, these guys are on trial. <sighs> I wouldn't give it back to Don Henley Where's either. the first guy? The I first guy should definitely go away. I don't know. It says here, uh, Horowitz, he's one of the three guys on trial, attempted to exploit the death of founding Eagles member Glenn Fry to prevent criminal prosecution. He allegedly produced a new false statement of provenance this time claiming that the materials actually originated from Glenn Fry. <sighs> okay. Now they're lying about it. Now, the, now you've got conspiracy. Yeah. Now, can they prove that they knew that this paperwork was stolen I don't think so. at the time of purchase? But let's not make this about Don Henley's writings or certainly art from World War II. Let's make it about... Um, uh, I can't make it about a motorcycle because that would get back to the original owner. Make it about stolen property on Facebook Marketplace. I agree to buy a truckload of Cadillac converters. Okay, bad example, Sam. I think that's a good no, example. No, make it about something like an iPhone. I agree to meet you, which don't ever do this, you'll get shot. I agree to meet you in some parking lot to do this exchange when you know you should go to a police department lot in the designated area for merchant transactions and I meet you and you give me a phone, and I give you a thousand dollars. Okay, well, I don't know who you are. I you say it's your phone. All right, here's a thousand dollars. You give me the iPhone, and I leave. And then a couple days later, a detective comes knocking on the door and says, "We've got Life 360 on that phone. That is a stolen phone." And I'm gonna go, "Well, I'm sorry, it's a stolen phone. I didn't know it was a stolen phone. Why? Why should I go to jail for that?" You shouldn't. People are saying possession of stolen property is a crime. That is correct. What if you don't but, know but it's if, stolen? If, if I don't know it's stolen. I mean, if I go to a pawn shop and buy a guitar that somebody stole from Great somebody else. Great example. Does that make me a, a criminal? Thief? No. I didn't know it was stolen. And Ed is Ted say you're wrong. I can't let it go. Beg your pardon? Ed is Ted say you are wrong. I can't let it go. Okay. I don't think they're the same person. Edward Kennedy went by Ted. Edward Kaczynski is the same as Ted. Okay. Just acknowledge it. We'll move on. Okay, I'm going to acknowledge a couple of things very quickly. <laughs> I'm going to acknowledge that for the last two weeks, I don't think you've taken your medicine. <laughs> 
And that's the honest truth. Sam, would you back me up on that? You're deflecting. Also, Ed is short for Edward. Yes. Ted is short for Theodore. What Edward? Edward no, 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 no. Kennedy. I didn't interrupt. Let me finish. The fact that Edward Kennedy also called himself Teddy Kennedy, he may be the only one ever. Ed is short for Edward. Ted is okay. short for Theodore. Um, you are wrong because I Googled it and oh, it was God. common to replace the first letter of a name that began with a vowel, as in Edward, go. with an easier to pronounce consonant such as T. Of course, Ted, Edward, was also a popular nickname for Theodore. Just say you're wrong. Okay, so it's not illegal to purchase something that is stolen unless you know that it's stolen. If you know that it's stolen before the purchase, it is illegal. But what However, if you find out it's stolen after the purchase? Then the no it, crime has been committed. I would agree with that. That is correct. It is not a crime. You, It is your obligation to report it to authorities, and in that moment, you will likely have to return it to the rightful owner. Okay, so but, then, is the defense not for these three dinglings, except maybe the first one probably knew, that, look, when they sold it to me, the second, third, fourth, time around 40 years later who knew? i didn't know it was stolen who knew i just figured that this guy happened to somehow come across the lyrics of hotel california and life in the fast lane says here according to findlaw.com at that point the thief or thieves will then owe you the purchase price in restitution good luck tracking them down all right but what if I bought it off a secondary source? Then you have committed no crime. But do they, to get it back, have to pay me? No, I don't think so. I paid to get with it. a case like this, where it's Don Henley's original work, I don't think so. According to that, what I just read, yes, the person that you bought it from would have to pay you that money back. Right. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. Exactly. From the text line, Ed is short for Edward. Ted is short for Tedward. <laughs> So interesting um, topic Ted, that we're opening up for discussion here. Ted Lasso, by the <laughs> way, his real name is Theodore Lasso. You <sighs> digress. Have oh, Edward no. on your birth certificate, and you go by Ted. I want you to call us at five eight six seven seven nine eight. Oh, would you look at that? Not a single phone. <laughs> you just cleared the lines. By the way, I looked up people who go by Ted who were born Theodore. No, yeah, no, I no. Did. You are yes, deflecting because it's the same thing. Edward is also Ted. I'm not saying Theodore isn't that is Ted. Not, that is it's not like Kleenex accurate. is tissued. All tissue isn't Kleenex. That is not accurate. Uh, according to Simple English on Wikipedia, Ted, Teddy, and Ned are often nicknames for people named Edward. I didn't even think about Ned. We got a Ned in our family. Why can't you just Who's say you, you were wrong? And just acknowledge that someone named Ted Kaczynski, who currently is on trial for stealing something from Don Henley, is funny and worth mentioning. Let's look up the real Ted Kaczynski. He's in here. It is Theodore. I've watched the documentary. Theodore John Kaczynski. Could have gone by Ed. Could have gone by Ned. Went with Ted. Uh, by the way, the only two examples it lists off. <laughs> Sam, I'd like you to answer line one, please. Are Ted Kennedy and Ned Kelly. Line one, There's you're on the a, air. No, no, whoa, no, whoa, you can't take them cold. You can't take them cold. The hell I can't. Get in here, Edward. No. <laughs> Dropped. I'm ringing again. Pick up the phone, Sam. Uh, what is wrong with you? 
I would like to hear from caller one. Well, we're going to hear from caller one once we screen them. My God. You don't just grab callers. It's how I roll when you're not here. <laughs> how are we still on the air? <clears throat> uh, Ted Williams. Mm, very important, Ted. Born Theodore. <laughs> American baseball player. Ted Cruz, U.S. Senator. Born <sighs> Theodore. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ted Knight, American actor. You know him Why from the Mary Tyler Moore. Why can't you just say Edward is also Ted? Why is it so hard for you to say you're wrong? Ted Danson. <laughs> born Theodore. Good God. Ted Koppel. Born Theodore. John, hello. Or hey, how you doing? Should I call you John or Jack? John's fine. Okay. Thank you. Finally, you should say, Jack, uh, the reason Senator Kennedy was called Ted or Teddy, originally was Teddy, he was named that by his brother, John or Jack, because there's considerable age difference between them. Thought he was a teddy bear. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's why he has the name Teddy. I, I mean, that's what started it. And I don't think it had anything to do with what tradition is or anything. President Kennedy named him. Okay. Uh, John, thank you for that. Take care. Okay. Um, From the text line, Dana, were you and Scott ever married? Because the way the two of you fight, it sounds like you you were. How do you ever get along? (laughs) Also from the text line, is Dana on crack? No, (laughs) And wait, here's the best one. When you go to a caller cold, which you never do, caller one, yeah, hi, uh, Hitler did nothing wrong. Okay. All I'm saying is that you somehow read Ted Ted Kaczynski with a straight face without acknowledging the humor, which shows you I'm on my medicine because I didn't let it go. I knew immediately how funny it was that this defendant, and if Sam would just go back and play it, that this defendant was named Ted Kaczynski. And you were like, what? And you was, know me. His name was Ed Kaczynski. Well, <laughs> he did say Ed. You said Edward. By the way, Which Ned. Is what launched this ridiculous conversation? Ned Yost. Yes. Yeah, his first name. Edward. Theodore. Edgar. N- N- oh, well, Dang. there's a curveball I didn't see coming. <laughs> oh, he's a baseball manager. Nice. Duh! Very nice. And see an arbitrary name like Edgar. Dang it. I don't know how the show gets ratings. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> Neither do we. Uh, this is not about politics, but I do want to tell you that the records are out and the former president's dog, we are making this about animals, not presidents. Which president? Has bitten Secret Service personnel now in at least 24 incidents. You're talking about Obama's dogs? No. I'm not Bush's going to mention dogs? the president because it doesn't matter. One of the dogs has been sent out to pasture, and I believe the other dog, correct me if I'm wrong, Sam, was sent to a friend in Virginia. The current president's dogs. We are not talking about you the president. You said former president. No, I said current. No, you said former. Oh, sorry. So this is Biden's dogs. Th- yeah. These are notoriously we bad dogs. We have talked about these German shepherds before. They're notoriously bad the dogs. The breaking headline today is now we have a number because remember, it it bit one Secret Service agent so bad he had to go to the hospital. Uh, right out of the gate. Right? We now have a number. That dog, Commander, the dog's name is Commander, for the Commander-in-Chief, got it? Yeah. The dog's name is Commander, 
has bitten Secret Service, not funny, sorry, Secret Service personnel 24 times. In what world, in You're- any other profession, does your dog get to bite someone 24 times? You know I love Joe Biden. That dog's got to go. Uh, you you would get no argument from me. If you bite people 24 times, that dog needs to be put Tw- down. The second time the dog should have been put down. Number two, the uh, dog should have been put down. For anybody but the president, the second time the dog would have been put I, down. I know it. Not no. should have. E- either, either you handle your dog yourself, we're not taking care of the dog, or we're putting well, but, it but, down. But... You know, the Secret Service, I think, will tell you, and I've read books about prior president's Secret Service detail, that th- their jobs entail a whole lot more in a, any given day. Than taking care of your dog. Than t- well, then I was going to say protecting the president. It comes with all kinds of different stuff. But I think the last time we talked about this, we thought the dog had bitten, was it four times, Sam, or five? Was it four or five the last time we talked about this? That, that well, it's hard go. to keep track because there's been three of them it's that now, can't keep their jaws to 20, themselves. Four. Is that a German Shepherd thing? No, that's a no, poorly that trained dog thing. that is a poorly thing. trained dog thing. Yeah. Three times? Tw- you said 24. It's 24 victims just for Commander, but there were other dogs, other dogs. that oh. also bit people. No, th- th- this and is... And by the way, sent to pasture doesn't mean... No, I think they actually sent... went to a pasture. Okay. Someone with land. By pasture, you mean over the Rainbow Bridge? I don't think so. I think you slide over the Rainbow <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna send you over there. Rainbow oh, the dog's Bridge. going to the farm, kids. Don't you worry. Four times. Oh my God, I would be suing. I'm from, sorry, I would be. From the text line, you guys realize Commander goes by Theodore. <laughs> really? We call him Ned. <laughs> no wonder the dog's so damn grumpy. He's just he doesn't know his own name. Is it Ed? Is it Ned? Is it Ted? Is it Theodore? Is it Commander? What is my name? Very confused. What is my name? You guys are calling me like five different names. I don't even know what to come to anymore. Quick break. Dan Weinbaum has the news coming up in two minutes. She's Dana. That guy over there is Sam. My name's Scott on KMBZ. Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.